The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Greetings, people of the internet. My name is Big Mo, and it is my honor to welcome you to the hardest-hitting, full of ranting, most entertaining show in the world. This is the Dave Van Aken Show! What's up, guys? Dave Van Aken, back to Dave Van Aken Show, podcast 159. Wow, December, what is it? December 8th, 9th, we are rolling. Rolling right into a UFC uh, pay-per-view weekend, UFC 282. We got Bellator actually tomorrow night, so a lot of great action. Uh, the Bellator show is a pretty underrated show. Our guys, Cody Law, Dalton Rasta on the card. Nice little main event there, Rafan Stotts versus Danny Sabatello. But so much to get into, guys. We have a uh, great pod at the end of the podcast. First time ever coming on the pod. Fought on the Contender Series twice. He's been on Bellator. He was a uh, one of, a main star from Jorge Masvidal's Icon FC show this past weekend in Orlando, Florida. Talking about our guy, Shimon Samachkri. Uh, He's 9-2. He thinks he's one fight, two fights away. Sean Shelby was there in person. Sean Shelby talks to Shimon after his fight. You can hear that, what they say at the end of the podcast. But a lot is going on. Like, you know, if I don't talk to you for two, three days, I know the Ben and Bananas podcast just came out yesterday, but that was just strictly on UFC 282 and how, you know, to win some money. Oh, real quick. By the way, if you do want to win some money, sign up today. The MMA Shark. Go to the MMAshark.com. Put in the promo code BANANAS50. You get $50 off the first month. And guys, I know you're saying it's at the end of the year. We got Bellator tomorrow, UFC 282 Saturday. We got Kinnear and Strickland a week from now. Two weeks from now, we got that uh, one show uh, on New Year's Eve. A ton of content. Like, MMA doesn't go away. There's Cage Warriors. There's LFA. It never stops. So you can win a plethora of money by using the MMA Shark. Um, but what I was getting at, it's a, uh, it's, if I don't talk to you for a day or two now, it's so wild. I remember you can go a month, you can go weeks in MMA media land and be okay. If you don't, if I don't talk to you guys for a day or two, uh, shit happens, stuff happens. TJ Dillashaw retires. We have the Patty Pimlet, Ariel Hawani, uh, banter, uh, more USC 282 talk, especially watching embedded and just seeing a lot of the interviews and it was media day. I do want to kind of get into UFC 282, um, a little bit more. Cause I feel, and I myself was a part of it. Glover and Yuri to me was the fight of the year. And when that fight got canceled, when that fight got X off the card, ugh, it's just a, there's just no, there's no, it's just human nature for us to be like, Oh man, on this weekend, it's going to be hard to buy it. But after looking through the card and seeing the names and seeing the matchups and the rivalries and Bryce Mitchell and Taporia talking and Darren Till's taking over the week, there was a time when Darren Till was so close to just paper a uh, headline of pay per views, and he is a just a cog in the pay per view machine. Inca Live, I'm getting damn excited for the Inca Live um, Jan Blackovich match. I am getting damn excited. Everyone thinks 
Mega Man, uh, Mega Man Inca Live is going to run through him. And he might. He is the damn good favorite. And he might. But that Polish power, that's something. Uh, so a lot to get into. Patty Pimlet, of course. But um, let's stick. Let's start with the early stuff with TJ Dillashaw. We'll get into Patty. We'll end with UFC 282. And like I said, we got a good uh, interview at the end of the pod. Uh, TJ Dillashaw retires. And for one, there's a little controversy. It's just so fitting, right? It's so fitting that when TJ Dillashaw walks away from MMA, the UFC, and retires, right? If we can say that word. I know it's hard to use that in combat sports, but retires. Um, It was controversial. And that, to me, will linger over TJ Dillashaw's career, uh, resume, Hall of Fame type of career. It is controversial. Um, Dillashaw, even this last fight with the shoulder injury, a lot of fighters I know personally were like, damn, guy shouldn't took the fight. If you're not 100% against Aljamain Sterling, just one of those things. Maybe you should sit down and wait and, and hopefully get another opportunity, give another man another crack at the title. But TJ Dillashaw walks away from the UFC. And the first thing that I came up with, the first thing that I thought of, and um, I know it's probably not the, the like the masses, especially in the MMA land, is I go back to May 2014. In May 2014, I was just like you. I was just like me. I was just a strictly a fan of the fight game. Strictly a fan of the UFC. And uh, Henan Barrow was one of the most dominant fighters. He was talked for the pound for pound guy. He was he was a uh, a lighter weight Jose Aldo, right? He he was just people thought he was unbeatable. And on that day. TJ Dillashaw in May of 2014, a major underdog, shocked the world, dominated him, and stopped him in round five of that pay-per-view main event. And I remember just um, utter joy. I had no, you know, no lineage. I had no ties to TJ. Never met him. Nothing of that nature. It was just, it was just a great moment in the UFC. So that was the first thing I thought. If he retires. And I know it's murky. I know it gets wild. I know there's the Cody rivalry. I know there's uh, injuries and, and um, you know, PEDs and suspensions and fines. I know. I know. I get it. And if you guys want to take it there, I, I don't blame you. And everyone has their prerogative. And we're going to get into that with Patty and Ariel in a second. But for me, and strictly me, at least me, the first thing when I think of TJ Shaw, I think of that moment that he gave me, that – uh happiness that uh that that shock value when he defeated Henan Burrell UFC 173 of May of 2014 so congrats um big career my two senses this isn't the last time we will see TJ Dillashaw in uh fight uh maybe the last time in the UFC I'm not sure but I do think we will see him again before it's all said and done Talking about seeing someone again that we see uh, hourly right now this week, and we should. He is right now the star of UFC 282. Let's talk about Patty the Batty. Uh, Patty uh, Pimlet has his own podcast, his own YouTube channel, his videos. Uh, some someone that I, I watch his stuff, and he's just a um, a charisma guy. You you just you want to see and listen and follow his stuff. And he had Dana White on his own podcast, which. It's one of those things everyone is just taking the clickbait and the headlines out of the first two minutes, and we will as well. But they do talk for 55 minutes, and it's a great pod. They talk a lot. They uh, they have fan questions at the end, a, a lot of really, really good questions for Dana White. And Dana White answers them, uh, you know, it feels like he answers them straight up. 
Uh, he talks a lot about the future, of course, the, the March pay-per-view with Edwards and um, Usman. A lot of Glover and Yuri stuff behind the scenes. And just, I thought it was a really, really good podcast. I'm, I'm, I thought it was nice. Really good stuff. But the, yeah, the, the, the headline, and uh, it was, it was wildfire yesterday. Patty Pimlet shits on Ariel Hawani. Uh, comes after him, um, you know, calls him a rat, cusses him out, uh, doesn't like Ariel Hawani, and lets it be known. And of course, <laughs> you know, Data White uh, definitely uh, agrees and, and runs with it as well. And it's one of those things. It, my first thing on it, my my first take is it just, it's, it, it's not, I don't want to say sad. Uh, it's just, it, it sucks. It stinks that one of the hottest names in the UFC, one of the hottest names in mixed martial arts, um, and one of the biggest names, one of the, you know, I don't want to say hottest names. He's the guy's been doing it for 15 years. One of the biggest brands, one of the biggest MMA uh, media types of Ariel Hawani. It thinks that they're beefing, right? It just thinks that you, everyone can't be best friends and that's life. But it thinks that uh, Ariel, who someone who talks about mixed martial arts in the UFC and, and pushes and promotes the product. He goes on for an hour on his show and it's just like this. It's almost, it was must-see TV. If you haven't seen it, I definitely, um, t- you know, guys, after you watch this or listen to this, go back and uh, listen to Ariel's thing. It's it's incredible because he has the timestamps. He has texts and WhatsApp stuff. It's, it's pretty wild how uh, in detail he really takes it. But it's just, it's almost like it's like a black eye on the sport. Um. You after the the great Kevin Holland and Wonder Boy, we have a great pay per view. It's a it's a collaborative card, I would say. I cannot wait for Taporia and uh, Bryce Mitchell. Come on, give me some Buckley and Curtis on the prelims. It's a great card. And this, uh, at least yesterday, was the big. Um, it, it was the biggest thing in, in combat sports. Uh, Bellator was doing media days and weigh-ins. Uh, it was about Patty Fimlet and Ariel Hawani. And I just hope that they can uh, get past it, reconcile it. Uh, you know, hey, life happens. Sometimes you don't agree with everything, and hopefully they can get back on the same page. It just thinks that it, it really took over, um, you know, which is a great, great weekend. And one of the best, you know, it's the last weekend in combat sports that they're really going after. It. And uh, it was about Ariel Hawani and Patty. And if you haven't seen it, go watch both. Um, kind of watch both sides if you want to see it. Hear both sides uh, pretty well. Wow. All right, UFC 282, a couple days away. We had the Ben and Banana show yesterday with L. Dawson and Ryan Quinn. So if you want to listen to it, watch it. Uh, if you want to bet on it, do that. I'm just going to kind of my last synopsis of the card. And uh, if you want to call me a shill, you can call me a shill. But I think you should absolutely buy this card. I love this card now. I, I did it two days ago. I'm all for it now. I don't know. The Embedded sold me on it. Uh, just a, a ton of, it seems like a ton of media content out there. It's a collaborative card. Uh, when you think about sometimes a McGregor Poirier pay per view, and they're on the top of the billing, sometimes the the other four fights on the pay per view is like, ah, but you you're going to get it. It's McGregor and Poirier. This card's not that, but this card two through five is phenomenal, and then the main event is like, ah, but I think it's going to be a better fight, and I think Jan has a chance to shock the world. And if he knocks out Enkalive in the first six seven minutes. Boom, we got ourselves a really cool moment. So I think this card is definitely worth to buy. I'm buying it. I hope you guys buy it. Uh, Taporia and Mitchell will kick off the show. The prelims will give you everything you need to get you amped for it. Make sure you guys watch UFC 282 
And with that being said, Fight Bananas is back on the post-fight show. After UFC 282 kicks off the air, you come here and Fight Bananas. YouTube channel, Facebook channel, our Instagram will get you there. Check out the UFC 282 post-fight show. We are back. So here we go. All right, here's our pod with the assassin. First time ever coming on our show. Uh, pumped to have him. Uh, Shimon Samaskri, the assassin. We have a great conversation. It goes for 22, 24 minutes. Enjoy it. Have a great weekend. One of the last big weekends of the year of 2022. One of the best years, in, and to me, in UFC's history. Enjoy it. Have a great day. We'll talk to you guys very soon. UFC Post Fight Show is back. Let's go. What's up, guys? Dave Van Auken back. Uh, UFC 282 this week, but this past weekend, UFC Orlando, and also my guy uh, Shimon was on uh, on UFC Fight Pass, Jorge Masvidal's Icon FC 6, uh, bringing him on for the first time, the assassin, Shimon Samachkri. How you doing, my man? What's up, man? How are you? Doing good, doing good. Uh, let's get into it. Let's kind of talk right away about uh, Jorge Masvidal and Icon FC and all of that nature. For one, how did you get involved and uh, were you pumped to be on this card? And what did you think a win would do for you in your career? Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, from the very start. Uh, I knew that my friend uh, Nathan Levy, he going to fight on UFC Orlando. So we yeah. were looking to something uh, that, you know, will be close to these dates that we will do our fight camp together. And, you know, it's always better when you have a fight camp with your good friend and uh, yeah. a teammate, you know, we're pushing each other, we motivate each other. And uh, so I was, uh, I asked my manager if uh, maybe we can find something. He told me, yo, listen, there was like Jorge Masvidal show in Orlando, December 2nd, day before Nathan. Tell him, no way, like, let's try to book it. And we tried to, yeah, to book it and like, we had a few problems with few points that pulled out, but yeah. three weeks, uh, like I was, uh, you know, uh, training for this uh, date, and uh, I hope that they will find someone. And three weeks uh, before the, the event, they find uh, an opponent, Charlie Deck. I agreed, and uh, that's how it happened. There you go. I like that. That's a good story, man. It's yeah. uh, like you said, nothing like to uh, be in the same camp with your boy uh, Natan, but like yeah. even the same city. You guys, it was literally 15 minutes away from the arena. That's got to be pretty cool. That's got to have some good mojo. Um, yeah. so you won the fight, and of course, if people look back and they go on Topology and they see it, they see it's a DQ by Charlie. You know, I yeah. was there sitting ringside. But you, even before that knee, and I, you know, we can get into the knee if you want to, but before that knee, you were having a great performance, winning everywhere, uh, grappling exchanges, yeah. wrestling exchanges, stand up, you're doing your thing. I felt so far you were having a great first seven, eight minutes of that fight. Uh, so yes, where sir. can you put your performance? Uh, you know, I know it didn't end the way you, of course, you wanted to. You still get the win, but where are were you on just your performance that night? Yeah, look, uh, I can uh, I can tell that everybody could see that I was disappointed with the with how it's over because like it's not that the fight was really close. I I was winning uh, as you say in every aspect, like in the wrestling, in the striking, everything, and uh, I really wanted the you know even before the fight I entered the cage like with the with the mind that I don't care like I will not uh, search for the finish if it will come it will come but like I want to to fight 15 minutes I want to gain more experience feel more comfortable in the cage and uh, unfortunately this didn't happen I was winning all the fight until he did this uh, you know like it was a nasty move and I didn't like it 
and uh, yeah, man, unfortunately, this is how it's happened. But I would win anyway, so right. win it's a win, you know. And uh, now I'm looking for what's next. Like thanks God, I'm not too too hurt, too much hurt, you know. But uh, so I can continue. Like in in, I got some suspension for two months, and after it, I'm clear to fight. So. Oh, okay. I was gonna. Yeah, that was kind of my next little segue there. Yeah. You said it was a nasty move. Did you think? And if you don't want to say that's fine, I totally understand. Do you think it was a below the belt kind of like maybe it wasn't going his way and he was just going to be a little risky? Or do you think it was a complete accident? Where were you on that knee? I, I Honestly, I really don't know. And nobody knows except Charlie what, yeah. uh, like why he did it. It's like either it's, there's two options, you know, or the, the first option that a lot of people thinking that uh, he was losing the fight. Uh, the fight and uh, like uh, it was desperate it was an action of desperate and he didn't know what to do and he tried to do nasty move you know a lot of people write me that they try to do it on purpose because maybe i would recover after it and uh, then like uh, they, they will take him a point off yeah but like i was uh, i wasn't ab- able to fight as i fought before and uh, the second thing is that uh, you know he did very stupid thing because uh, right. that it, it yeah he also told me like after the fight I, I'm sorry man it was uh, I did a stupid mistake okay so okay. yeah I, either 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 you did stupid mistake or you did a nasty shit yeah. I don't know but I didn't like it because again you know except of this except of this like illegal knee I didn't really get any damage on the fight and I was right. feeling good you know I didn't get hurt or something and this thing like did me a small concussion and uh, by illegal way so this is the only thing that really like i don't like it so nothing to do about it um last thing on icon it was on ufc fight pass the night before ufc orlando we'll get into natan in a second a a quick little question there sean shelby was sitting ringside jorge masvidal was sitting ringside even a lot more important people were sitting ringside uh was that important to you to kind of fight in front of those names because i would assume uh, you know, I know you fought on the Contender Series twice, even a one on the belt. Like, you're so close to fighting yeah. on one of those major, major organizations. You're right there. You're still only 22 years young, too. you still got a huge career in front of you. Um, how yeah. important was it to fight in front of some of those big, big names there under the Icon banner? Honestly, uh, after my last Contender, I, 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 I it affected me too much, you know, when Dana get in the room before okay. the Contender and, and, and told us, like, you, you guys, you need to get finished and this and that. And I don't know if you saw my last fight on the contender, but I was like half a second from getting a contract. And uh, I was too much rushing, you know, I was too much thinking about like, oh, Dana sitting there and I need to impress that uh, this is one of the lessons that I uh, took after this fight, that I don't care who's going to sit there, who's going to watch, who's going to do what. I'm going to go there and get this win, no matter how, you know. And uh, yeah. this is uh, the mind I, can- I came for this fight, that I'm going to win. I don't care how, I will not rush for the finish. And uh, of course, it was very important for me that Sean Shelby, you know, saw my fight live and we talked after the fight and he was very impre- impressed with with my performance and he told me that. Uh, so yeah, it was a huge plus, but uh, the lesson that I did after my last contender that I don't uh, letting this affect me anymore like it did last time. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, go in there and, uh, you know, of course, everyone loves finishes and, uh, you know, everyone would love a four second knee with like what Masvidal did. But, you know, a win is a win. You just keep moving forward. Talking about winning. How about your guy, Natan Levy? 
Uh, you know, that, that kick is kind of going viral uh, oh, everywhere. But I thought he looked tr tremendous. Uh, it was a huge card. I was there live. Or uh, UFC Orlando yeah. was packed. The arena was huge. Yeah. The, the I thought the fans really showed out. Um, it how, was a really you, good show. Yeah, great show. Just got to yeah, talk about, uh, you know, Natan's performance and just even UFC Orlando yeah. in general. Yeah. So it was my first time cornering in the UFC and okay. uh, cornering uh, someone like Nathan that is like my big brother, you know, and is uh, like a role model. It was, uh, I honestly, I was like more, uh, more uh, excited for his fight, you know, before his fight than my fight, because I, I can't control nothing there. And uh, man, what can I say? I was just so happy with the performance of Nathan. I think this is his best performance by far. Like he was literally dominating every second of the of the of the fight. Like he did crazy kicks, like very good wrestling. It just shows you that uh, the sky is the limit for him. You know, he's getting better with each fight, and uh, you know, it was it was a good it was a good weekend for the kosher boys. You know, it <laughs> so <was>. it <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy that everyone every every one of us got the win. Also, we have a friend, his name is David Alverdian. He's a very good professional boxer, uh, also from Israel. He also got a win this past weekend in Mexico. So, yeah, we're all, all good friends, you know, and uh, everybody won. So, i definitely very happy with this. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. That's great to hear. Uh, like I said, I brought it up earlier. Still 22 years young. You still have a huge career in front of you. Um, when was it, you know, MMA seems like in the last, especially five, 10 years, were you 10 years old, 12 years old when you when you saw the UFC or mixed martial arts? You're like, whoa, okay, Anderson Silva, GSP, I like what I'm seeing here. This is what I want to do. What was that first moment of you like, hey, I'm going to be a professional fighter one day. I will do that. Yeah, so honestly, the first time I saw MMA was when I, I was 12 years old. My big brother showed me Pedro Emelianenko, uh, like because we're coming from a Russian family. So it was like the, the big thing for us. You know, I was... Uh, a big fan of Fedor. I saw almost all his fights and uh, like I get loved in this sport. Uh, I was training always since I'm four years old. I train uh, Jiu-Jitsu, like Japanese Jiu-Jitsu. And then mm -hmm. I moved to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And uh, I was got bullied when I was 14 years old. I was bullied a lot in the school. And then like I, I start to train like crazy, you know, like not three times, two times a week. Like I was training until 14. I was training twice a day, every day. And uh, my coach saw how much I effort, and uh, I started to compete as well in MMA and Jiu-Jitsu. And, uh, you know, because I was putting in the work, so I was succeeding in these tournaments. And, you know, step by step, uh, one day my, my coach uh, told me, like, uh, I was 16 years old, and there was no amateur MMA in Israel. There was, like, only professional shows. And he told me, hey, you want to fight a 20-year-old guy? I told him, sure, why not? <laughs> and uh, I did this fight, <laughs> yeah. I finished him TKO in the first round and then yeah. uh, said like, okay, that's what I want to do in my life. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I said like, I want to do a professional from this. I don't want to work like nine to five. I, yeah. I want to try to achieve my dream. And uh, I didn't even thought about the UFC. I just thought like, I want to train. I want to fight. I want to hang out with my with my boys, you know, at the weekend and fucking <laughs> only do it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I love it, man. Oh. That's uh, congrats, man. You, uh, I feel like you're so successful right now. Like I said, huge Thank career in front of you. Did you ever uh, see those yeah. bullies again? Uh, those kids that were picking on you when you were 14. Did you ever say, yeah. "Hey, uh, what's yeah. up, guys"? 
Uh, honestly, it was in other city. I moved to other city, but yeah, my yeah. friends from the, the from the previous city telling me all the time that the bullies told them after a few years that they saw me on Instagram and Facebook that if they will see me, they will across the you know the the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they they will hide and uh, no. Like they was bullied than me a lot, but I don't keep uh, nothing bad for them because like I pity them, you know, because people that uh, bullied is because they have like something uh, right. going bad in their life, something bad in, uh, with the, where they come from at home or with the family or I don't know how. Because when you feel good, you wanna you wanna do good. When you feel yeah. bad, you Help wanna others. Yeah. do bad. Yeah. So um, yeah, bro, I, I feel good with my life right now. Absolutely. You should. You should. Uh, nine and two professionally. Uh, you said you earlier you're training two times a day and like, all the training. What's one thing that the fans or the people outside, uh, you know, watching you for the first time or listening to you for the first time? What's something outside of MMA and out of jits and out of training and out of boxing? What's something that you love to do or a hobby or watch? What's something outside of uh, mixed martial arts that, uh, you know, Shimon likes to do? Man, outside of uh, mixed martial arts, I like to to eat cookies and burgers. That's everything, you know. Like, I'm really a, fa- a fan of food. I don't okay. really like other other sports. Uh, you know, everybody now watching the the World Cup and yeah. even like even my family. You know, my my parents and this and that. And you 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 saw the results. So I'm like, no, I I don't care about this. And also, nothing like this. You know, we, we was laughing about this a few days ago that. We really don't don't care about football. We are so obsessed with our sport that uh, in my free time I watching like full fights. When I don't really have time between trainings, I watching highlights on Instagram. So I, I have obsession with this sport. But I, I like to to eat a good food after fight. You see, like the cheeks already back. So <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. a little cheek, a little cheek. That's so funny. You said yeah. something at the World Cup. Um. Like I said, so I was there all weekend, and uh, if Dana was going to come through, and if I had a question to ask Dana, the World Cup is so trendy and so hot right now. What do you think of yeah. the idea of MMA, or even if the UFC brought some kind of World Cup theme into their organization? Like if it was a one-month thing or a one-show thing, or even you know multiple, you know, if they brought four fighters from Israel, four fighters from Brazil, four fighters from Japan – who are like right there, right under the UFC level. Do you yeah. think that'd be a cool idea to have like, a, you know, uh, it's not even yeah. just trying to become a UFC fighter, but also, of course, for your home country and all that. I think, that, would, country, I think yeah. that has a good twist to it. Yeah, I, I think this can be dope. This can be dope, definitely. Like yeah. the bring uh, the best uh, Walter Wade, middleweight, they like yes, it. Yes, well, like yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it can be crazy. I, th- I think it's a good idea. And uh, yeah, maybe, maybe tell this to Dana. Okay. Maybe we'll okay. have a new a new concept, you know. There you go. I will I'm definitely just, do it. I'm giving gold to Dana. Like he needs more money and more ideas. You know what I mean? Uh, a couple yeah. more things, and we got five fun questions, and we'll run out. Uh, this the weekend is UFC 282. Uh, got yeah. a little bit mixed up. Robbie Lawler's off the card. Yuri and Glover's off the card. Do you watch weekly? Like, do you watch almost every show? And if you do. Is there a fight on this card? Is it a Patty Pimlet? Is it the main event with Ankalaya or Jan? Is there something on this card you're like, oh, I, I got to watch. I got to see this. Yeah, uh, honestly, I'm I watching uh, weekly only when I'm, I'm in the U.S. because when I'm back in Israel at home, so it's like opposite hours, you know, it's like middle of the yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not, but this time I'm I, uh, going to wake up. I'm going to watch my friends, uh, Chris Curtis, Jay Perrin. Yeah. They, they go, they're going to fight there. Yeah, Chris Curtis, uh, 
he came to he came from the airport because he was cornering uh, Roman in the UFC Orlando. Yep. And he came day before, especially to watch my fight. He came to the arena and uh, support me. I don't know if you saw him in the crowd. I did, like, I did. I said, hey, no, yeah, yeah the, uh, the action. He, he cor- yeah, he cornered me and he helped me. And uh, we also spar a lot. And uh, he's a really good guy. Yeah. I love him and, uh, like, I support him in this fight. And uh, also Jay Perrin, I know him. We yep. was uh, living in the same house. He's a very good guy, very humble. And uh, he's working hard, so uh, I wish him uh, that he will smash the, the this kid. You know that yeah, yeah, speak yeah, a lot. Yeah. I hope he will shout him out. And uh, yeah, this is like uh, the two fights that uh, I'm uh, most interesting about because I know the the guys personally. Yep. Other than that, who is the main event? Ankalaev. Uh, Ankalaev and uh, Banhovich. Yeah. You know, Blackovich. Yeah. Ankalaev also, I trained with him uh, uh, like for two months at Extreme. He trained with us. Also, good guy, humble. He's a monster. Yeah. And I think he's he gonna take it. I think yeah. he's gonna take it and like have the belt for a long time. I, I agree. Um, he is a monster. Him versus Yuri. If they match those guys up in 2023, that'd be a good one. And real quick, back to yeah. what you said about Curtis and Jay. I'm not saying this because you're on. To me, the prelims, those are like the two. I, I love that Chris Curtis and Buckley fight. That is such a great, yeah, interesting fight. fight yeah. Both strikers. Um, and then, yeah, I, of course, with Jay, uh, I think Jay is an underrated fighter, to be perfectly honest. And then he's fighting yeah, that kid, uh, you know, Roas Jr., who's only 18, yeah. 17 years old. I think he's yeah. got a really good opportunity here. This is like a uh, – it's such a big platform. He's such a big name. And to catch him, yeah. I think it's a good spot. So I'm intrigued with those as well. Yeah, so, I, th- uh, I think it's a good fight with Jay because uh, yeah, uh, he's very tough, you know. He, even if uh, he's going to take him down, so he's going to stand up quickly and put pressure on him. He has good cardio, good pressure. And, you know, like now Raul get a lot of exposure and he have like a big name. So win someone uh, like with his name. It will be very good for Jay Career. So looking for forward sure. to it. For sure. Yeah. Um, it's almost at the end of 2022, maybe two, three weeks left. If I said to you yeah. right now, my man, if 2023, what is a perfect 2023 for you professionally? Uh the calendar, how many fights, what organization, what kind of uh, you know, then especially the next four, six months, and then what what do you get at the end of the year? What's a perfect 2023 for you? Yeah, look, you know, like I'm always uh when the year comes to an end, I like to plan the next year and like all the plans is uh, totally different. Uh, I don't know what gonna what gonna be, but uh, the only thing that I know and my plan is to get like at least three, four wins. You know, I want to be more active and uh, I wasn't that active last year because of the contender and uh, yeah. I didn't took any fights before because I knew like from January that I gonna fought, uh, fight at uh, August, you know, and I didn't want to take some risks to injure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, 2023. I want to get a few fights. Uh, Jorge Masvidal talked with me after the fight. He, he told me that he would love to bring me back, and they would like to me to fight there again. So maybe we will fight for some belt or something. Ooh, we'll see. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and uh, the goal yeah, is in the for the end of 2023 to be already in the UFC. I don't okay. know how, but uh, maybe short notice. Maybe I don't know, but. I believe I'll sign by the end of 2023. There we go. I like it. We'll we'll cut that up. So when you do sign in uh, August, after you get two more icon wins, uh, we'll make that a post. You know what I'm saying? Um, but here we go. Here's five fun questions. First thing that comes to your head, and we'll just roll from that. All right. Okay. 
All right. Uh, what is your all-time favorite movie? Probably The Godfather. Good one. Good one. Uh, what is your biggest fear? Fear. Think. Biggest fear. I fear only God. Okay. There we go. Um, who is your all-time favorite fighter? It could be boxing or in MMA. All-time favorite fighter. I like a few, but let's say after after the last weekend, Wonderboy. Wonderboy. That fight was yeah. incredible. That fight I, was I, incredible. Be, yeah, because I really, I really like his style and I really yeah. like him as a persona. He's such a nice guy, such humble. And uh, in, in that uh, level, you know, to be such a nice and humble guy it's something that you see very rare so yeah and it, it, i kind of you kind of answered this question before but i'll ask it again because i knew you were there in orlando do you feel more yeah. pressure fighting yourself or being in a corner of one of your teammates i think i think uh, being the corner of my teammate especially yeah. someone like nathan that is yeah. like my big brother yeah, because I know that I, I can't control nothing there and I just watching them and I pray that he will do good, you know. So yeah. yeah, to be to be in the corner of a good friend is more pressure for me. Love it. Uh last one for you, my man. Who is the most interesting person you have ever talked to? From MMA fighter? Anyone in the world. Yeah, anyone in the world. Someone that you just love to talk to, uh gives you wisdom and uh, you know, made you a better person. Yeah, uh I can't say some someone one uh, like only one guy, but uh, in the last two months that I was in Vegas, I, I had like a lot of uh, good conversation with uh, with my teammates, you know, and people that uh, older than me, and they g gave me a lot of experience and wisdom that mm -hmm. I really appreciate, and uh, I see them like a big brothers for me in the gym. Uh, of course, if it's like uh, Nathan and if it's uh, Sadi Bussi and Brett Tavares and uh, Chris Curtis, like. All the Osborns, guys like this that uh, I had with them good conversations and they gave me a lot of knowledge and experience. So, uh, yeah, those guys for me, like big brothers and uh, yeah, that's it. No, that's good to have. That's good. Yeah. Uh, especially a lot of those guys you just mentioned, close to the same weight as you, uh, very successful, you know, a millionaire now, uh, you know, a lot of guys in that in that Sadie, yeah. Awesome, man. Sa crazy, crazy. Sadie boy, uh, yeah, I gained so much experience with him. We, we were sparring like, uh, we was the main sparring partners of each other for a few good weeks. And uh, wow. yeah, technically and mentally, uh, I learned from him a lot. So. That's awesome, good. man. Um, We'll roll with this. The platform is yours. Any kind of social media. I know your Instagram is uh, the underscore assassin underscore MMA. But anything you want to yes, promote sir. or push, the floor is yours, my man. Uh, yeah, just follow me on Instagram, on Facebook for uh, more news and updates. Uh, I'm going to be very active in 2023. And as I said, the goal is uh, to sign in the UFC by the end of the next year. So stay tuned. And uh, thank you for everyone who follow me and supports me. Absolutely, man. A uh, huge fan, big time prospect, 22 years young. You got a huge career in front of you. It was awesome. It was an honor to watch you fight. And hopefully we'll talk soon. Thank All right, brother. my man? Yes, sir. All right, brother. Be good. When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia. 
Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See JDPower.com slash awards for 2022 details.